Okay, good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied, where I interview uh, famous lawyers. Today, I'm very pleased and thrilled to have as my guest Lee Steinberg, who's a world-famous sports lawyer agent, also the inspiration of the famous movie Jerry Maguire. Lee, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm happy to be with you. So, Lee, um, obviously you've had an incredibly historic career, but when you kind of look at back maybe sort of the two or three real highlights, um, what would you say those were? Well, when I began back in 1975, there really wasn't sports agentry. So the first highlight would be signing the first player in the first round of the draft, Steve Bartkowski, who uh, was picked by the Atlanta Falcons and then negotiating the largest rookie contract in NFL history. And an awareness uh, that athletes could be role models and starting the philosophy that if they retraced their roots to the high school collegiate and professional community that they could establish uh, charitable programs and uh, trigger imitative behavior. Um, and so as time went on, I think that uh, being able to present Warren Moon, who was the quarterback at Houston and then later at uh, the Vikings, uh, the Chiefs, and at the Seahawks, who I had as a client for 23 years, uh, being able to give his presenting speech at the Hall of Fame uh, was another highlight. And he had a Crescent Moon Foundation where he sent hundreds of kids to uh, college on his scholarships. Um, and then sitting with uh, Troy Aikman or Steve Young when they won their first Super Bowl. And in Steve's case, he had been in the shadow of the legendary quarterback, Joe Montana. So they're playing the game in Miami, and Steve throws six touchdown passes. And I ran down on the field afterwards, and he hugged me, and he said, the monkey's off my back, the monkey's off my back. Mm. So those are some of the moments that are uh, were fun. Well, those do sound like quite a, quite a few highlights. Well, tell me, were you a sports fan as a kid, or how did you even get into the business of sports agency? You said it wasn't very popular when you got out of law school. How, how did you even get into it? Well, I grew up in Los Angeles, and my dad was a big UCLA Bruin fan, and I fell in love with the Dodgers and Angels and the Rams and, and the Lakers, uh, and then went up to Cal uh, undergrad, and it was the late... Uh, uh, 1960s, early 70s, and they moved the freshman football team into the dorm where I was a dorm counselor working my way through law school. And Steve Bartkowski was one of those students. They didn't have an established field of sports agentry, so there was nothing really to aspire to. Um, at that point, teams could say, we don't deal with agents and hang the phone up. They, uh, there was no guaranteed right under the collective bargaining agreement for players to have representation. So uh, we just sort of made it up as we went along. Well, was that something you were thinking about doing, or were you actually thinking about practicing some other area of law uh, before that? I had a number of offers in corporate litigation for bigger firms, but I was sort of honed in on the Alameda County District Attorney's Office because when I was young, I thought all law was criminal law. And I had watched lawyer shows like Perry Mason and The Defenders and Jed for the Defense and loved uh, the concept of being in court and that would 
do it, but before I ever got to accept those jobs, because I traveled for a year after law school, um, along came uh, Steve Bartkowski. Hmm. And how did you manage to convince him to be your agent since you had no prior experience? I think that we're in a relationship business, so the key skill is listening. It's drawing out another human being so that you can understand their deepest anxieties and fears and their greatest hopes and dreams. And it's having a vision for what they can be long-term and how to uh, fulfill those dreams. So uh, I think that it was that personal bonding that really gave him the confidence and the times we had spent when I was more or less his counselor uh, as an undergrad. And again, since the field hadn't been done before, uh, with the first player in the draft, you're always setting the trends. There was a competitive football league there called the World Football League that was competing against the NFL. So we had the requisite leverage to be able to do a deal that players have rarely had since. Well, tell me a little bit how sports agency has changed over the years. Obviously, now a lot more people have gotten into it, but how has it changed since when you started it? Well, if Van Winkle had gone to sleep and hibernated back in 1975 when I started and awoke today, he would be in amazing amounts of culture shock. You'd probably have to to send him to rehabilitation. (laughs) The economics have changed dramatically. So NFL teams that received $2 million as their share of the national television contract in 1975 now get $226 million. Franchises like Tampa Bay and Seattle that were worth $16.5 million are now worth with the Dallas Cowboys, $4.3 billion. Hmm. You've got 45 million people playing fantasy football, the development of an internet that transmits uh, news over a number of uh, platforms. Uh, In basketball and football, we have a salary cap. So those sports take the money away from rookies and give it to talented veterans. So the process of negotiating those rookie contracts is not as complex. The veteran contracts uh, still are. But at the end of the day, the basic component that hasn't changed is the fact that um, athletes have this incredible opportunity to serve as role models, and they have short playing careers. So focusing on second career and preparing them to smoothly transition into what they'll do later is really key. And is that something you, it sounds like that's something you've really helped a lot of players do. Is that right? So you can use those off seasons to prepare a player and understand that the leadership skills and the organizational skills that they employ in the sport are equally as compelling in the outside world. Hmm. So three of the players that we've worked with have become owners of actual franchises, um, You've got Ray Childress in Houston with the Texans and work done in Atlanta with the Falcons. And for a while, you had uh, uh, a player, Deron Terry, owned part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, They've gone on to be businessmen in media. Uh, We have people like Desmond Howard, who does the morning uh, 
pregame uh, show, uh, game day for ESPN, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, a number of people who are successful in that field. So it's preparation and understanding how to stimulate the best off-the-field attributes in each athlete that really is uh, the key to making that work. Hmm. Now, besides football athletes, do you also work with baseball and basketball athletes, or are you primarily focused on football? We've had a big baseball practice over the years uh, with uh, my former partner, Jeff Morad. We had 60 baseball players. I grew up being a big baseball fan, basketball, uh, as many as 12 uh, basketball players, a number of lottery picks. Uh, in boxing, I helped Lennox Lewis and Oscar De La Hoya. We've done Olympic athletes like Brian Boitano when he won the gold medal in skating and Carrie Strug when she won the gold medal for uh, her acrobatic vaults and women's gymnastics and the U.S. World Cup team for soccer in 1994. Hmm. Now of all those sports, do you, do you have like a personal favorite that you, that you like the most in terms of, you know, watching or anything like that? I think for immediacy in the game, you know, nothing beats basketball for uh, longevity and cultural uh, heritage. It's uh, baseball and football is the sport where we've had the most dominant players and uh, seems to be the national passion now. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, Lee, you've had sort of a comeback in your career. I know you've had some setbacks, but you've also come back. What are some of the important lessons that you've learned in, in, your, in your second career that you think are important or valuable lessons, you think? Well, I struggled with alcohol and made a decision to turn my practice over to younger agents for a period of time and to focus on sobriety and being a good parent. And so from the standpoint of fundamental values, it's understanding that um, relationships, especially family, parenting is our most sacred job. And then trying to make a meaningful difference in the world and helping people who can't help themselves uh, through charitable and community programs. We have a anti-bullying initiative that we're working on now, hmm. trying very hard to find avenues to prevent and treat concussions. Um, and a sporting green alliance that would take sustainable technology and win uh recycling, resurfacing uh, water and uh, instituted into the venues that are at the high school, collegiate and professional uh, level Hmm. in all the major sports, practice fields, stadia arenas, uh, to try to drop carbon emissions and uh, energy costs and transform them into educational platforms. So the Millions of people that go to games can see a waterless urinal or a solar panel and think about how to incorporate those concepts into their own lives. Hmm. Wow, that sounds like a pretty busy schedule. And yet, with all that, you still have time to work with sports athletes as well? Yes. Um, So we guide them through uh, the draft process. So we've just signed our 2017 uh, draft class along with my co-counsel, Chris Cabot, and we will take them through the scouting process. And uh, so they'll train, they'll get ready for the scouting combine for pro scouting day, and then eventually they'll be drafted in April. 
um, and then you help mentor them as they enter the sport. And um, uh, but then on the side, the uh, agent uh, that I authored is just coming off the bestseller list and starting work on a, a new book. Hmm. Well, now have you thought about writing a book yourself? Obviously, you've worked with a ton of famous athletes. Have you thought about writing a book at all? Well, I did. Uh, Winning with Integrity, uh, which came out some time ago, which was subtitled How to Get What You Want Without Losing Your Soul, was a primer on uh, the negotiating process. It was the 10 rules of, essential rules of negotiation. Hmm. And then the agent, my 40-year career uh, uh, making deals and changing the game, just uh, is coming off the bestseller list, and now I'm working on a third book, which will probably be the something like the 10 v- values or uh, critical principles I learned from professional athletes. Hmm. So do you, what is it that you think you like about working with athletes? I mean, is there something you learn from them? Is it, I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, what, why you like working with athletes. You're taking young men at a point where they're in the maturation process, and there's a mentoring teaching factor to it, which is to help guide them into uh, being the best person they can be and being uh, the best athlete they can be. So there's a teaching, counseling, mentoring factor that's very rewarding. You get to meet their extended families and, and be part of a larger community. The charitable and community programs can make a real difference in the world and make it a nicer world and stress fundamental values like a sense of self-respect, living in a nurturing family and being part of a community where people care for each other. And so it's the opportunity to do that. I love the sports themselves. It's wonderful to see one of your players out being prolific and and dramatically achieving. Uh, But they also need you when things don't go so well. Um, And then uh, helping to transition them into second career uh, makes a big difference too. Well, Lee, this has been a fascinating conversation. As a fellow lawyer, it's great to talk to such a legend, and I really appreciate your taking the time. When you finish that next book, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. I'd be happy to. This is Richard Shue and Lee Steinberg. Thanks. She'll let you in her house.